Adrian Weimer is an ICF certified sales coach, LinkedIn strategist, and an eternal optimist on a mission to help other women build a business that brings them joy and allows them to create the freedom, impact, and legacy of their dreams. Adrienne has over 20 years of experience in sales and business. She spent four years working at LinkedIn as a sales consultant, training thousands of sales reps, which means Adrienne has an insider view of exactly what works on LinkedIn and what doesn't. After creating a multiple six figures in her own business in less than 18 months and helping hundreds of women entrepreneurs build their brand on LinkedIn, she's on a mission to impact 1 million lives. A couple of housekeeping things. First and foremost, I want to shout out to today's sponsor, Apothecary. Our friends over at Apothecary believe that there is a better way to heal and that nature is medicine. They harness the intelligence of nature by creating clean, effective, herbal remedies that target the root cause of health imbalances, like easing stress, supporting your gut, strengthening your immunity, boosting energy, and sharpening mental focus. Apothecary is empowering a more natural way of life through vetted herbal remedies, holistic education, and personalized telemedicine for long-term health and well-being. All of their products are 100% real plants, certified organic, and contain no artificial chemicals, fillers, or GM. A few of my favorites are the Sober Sips Collection, which really comes in handy as I have been really trying to limit and avoid alcohol because I've realized how much it impacts my HRV and my performance on a daily basis. Add in the Good Energy Bundle for mental clarity and focus, and I am literally firing on all cylinders. So if any of that sounds good to you, they've been so kind as to provide a nice little super expander discount. So scroll on down and into the show notes to find that below and get started on your holistic healing journey today. The Super Expander Mastermind is enrolling now. We start at the end of October. This is like no other mastermind that you have ever experienced. There's really nothing out there on the market like this. It's for the multi-hyphenate woman who wants to build a multi-dimensional business without the burnout. Together, we are approaching business in a new way, changing how founders live and work You are a modern woman and old ways of doing things just won't suit you. You're looking to expand your thought leadership and amplify your influence through visibility. And we're going to do it together in community with regulated nervous systems built on the core values of sustainability, connection, authenticity, and integration. The Super Expander Mastermind is designed to help you build a powerful and sustainable brand while supporting the machine that you're building so that you can create personal wealth and influence. This is the perfect container for you. If you are tired of hustling, you're struggling with burnout, you feel trapped on the hamster wheel, but you're highly ambitious and you want to surround yourself with a high level network of women doing big things. You have a big vision, but you want some guidance and strategic advice from someone who's been there and done that. Everything you need to learn more is down in the show notes. Spots are limited and applications are rolling in. Let's dive in. 
Hello, hello, Super Expanders. Welcome back to the show. I'm super pumped for today's conversation. I feel like I'm going to learn a lot, as are you. And I know I think we're going to have a couple of laughs along the way because before we hit record, the energy and the vibe was just infectious. We were laughing, we were giggling. So I know we're going to bring that energy to you here. So without further ado, I'd love to welcome to the show, Adrian Weimer. Oh, thank you. I, we were having so many laughs like immediately. I've just got good feelings about this episode. Good feelings. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm going to just let you guys in on a, a tiny little secret. This is our first live conversation. We were just Instagram and LinkedIn friends before this moment. Like literally, we've been on this call. I'm going to just tell you for like under 10 minutes. We just kind of chatted a little bit, get a little warmed up. And now this is all evolving right here in front of you in real time. So I'm going so deep and you're, I mean, you guys already know how we started out, but we don't, I, I don't, we've never even had a conversation and this is how I'm starting the conversation. So Adrian, who are you on a soul level? I love this question. By the way, I love that in the beginning, you're like, it's going to be casual, but I'm going to start with who are you on a soul level? <laughs> I'm diving right in, <laughs> which I really love. And I don't think I've ever actually been asked this question. So when I think about who I am on a soul level, and I'm a very spiritual person, you might find me as like the LinkedIn gal, but what might surprise you is I'm actually a very spiritual person. So on a soul level, I am like truly an expander, which is probably how we got connected. (laughs) And, And just ever since I was little, like as a child, I think I have always had this internal drive to develop. Like I've always had this curiosity about people. I've always cared about impact and creating a ripple effect. Like that for me on a soul level is part of what I've really been thinking about. Even before I started this business, it's probably what prompted me to start this business was this idea of, of like impact like what that, and obviously each person defines that differently, but on a soul level, it's like, how do I create positive influence, positive change? And like through my own deep commitment to personal growth, I'm sure we'll talk about this entrepreneurship as we know, no other ride that is going to accelerate your growth as a human, as an individual, make you explore all of your your things mm-hmm. <laughs> entrepreneurship, right? And like, I'm here for it. I think that's part of what I've always been like. I've always been deeply fascinated with people. And I think that comes from a place of deeply loving people. Like, I love people. I think it's really hard to, someone once told me like, it's really hard to, to like hate people up close when you get to know them and you like see them for who they are and you try to deeply understand. And I love that exploration. So I think there's like an element of like creating ripple, being connected, having impact. And at the end of the day, it's also like on a soul level, it's about experiencing life and enjoying it. Mm. Yeah. I think that's really, I think for the most part, that's why people jump into entrepreneurship. I think it's a very I mean, I, since I asked this question, I get to have this conversation with a fair amount of people who are entrepreneurs. And I've noticed there are some levels of similarities in the, in the answer to this. 
And maybe I should start asking this question to people who are not entrepreneurs and see what comes out. Because I think generally speaking, these things are like a on a human level, this is who we are, but we get disconnected from them or we don't see them. But when we dive into creating a business, becoming an entrepreneur, I think that that's the piece is really starting to reveal like who who we are because it starts to be really this, like what we bring forth starts to be a reflection. And I feel like some people might disagree with that because they're like, you are not your business. But I actually, in so many ways, actually kind of do disagree with that. Because I think that when we infuse our, like our soul into what we're creating, that's kind of the secret sauce of, of making big success. A hundred percent. Well, I'm never going to say like my business is my baby. I do believe like my business is like an extension and an expression of who I am. And if people are struggling right now in their business, like sometimes it's because your business actually isn't a true expression of who you are. Mm-hmm. It's like a business that you created because someone told you it was going to be a really profitable niche or it's just like, this is what was modeled for you and what your mentor had and how they did it. And we almost get disconnected from that. Mm-hmm. So I am right there with you. Like, I really believe it's like extension expression of who we are. Okay. Yeah. I I'm, I'm with you. We're vibing here. So when was it that you actually started to become keenly aware that impact, that connection, that this idea of freedom were the things that you were so, were so important to you to development, to being able to share all of that? Ooh, yes. I think people will probably relate to this, but it started with when I was back in a corporate job. So little backstory. I got introduced to the world of coaching when I was working for a talent development consulting firm. So in that firm, it was like my job to coach managers, to coach leaders, and to coach teams on how to really optimize performance using like a strengths-based approach, meaning like, who are you naturally? And how do we lean into more of that? I think that was like first awareness that People who are really successful aren't actually trying to be all things to all people. And that a lot of people who are successful, they have awareness about what they're innately talented in and what are not within, like what's not in the wheelhouse or what drains you. And rather than trying to be more well-rounded and fix what feels like a weakness or feels like broken. It's actually about leaning into what you do really, really well. So I remember that concept kind of shook me loose because that's not how most of us think about our own personal development. We typically are like, what are my weaknesses? What are my blind spots? And I'm not saying that that's inherently bad, but what I'm saying is that you're missing out on this massive area of potential, which is like, what are you in the 99th percentile better than almost anybody at because each person has something like that and we forget. Ooh, so I think okay. that was like my first awareness. And at the same time, while I was getting introduced to the world of coaching, the power of coaching, like I became a certified coach back then. And, and I was also going into work every day 
being like, okay, same. It just feels like Groundhog Day, sitting in the same cubicle, eating this like sad salad that I picked up from whatever was within walking distance and rushing through it just to come home and feel like I've got a few hours, maybe three or four hours, like with my husband. And just to go to bed and like wake up and do it all over again, mm-hmm. it, it like deeply agitated me on a soul level that was like, okay, I do this. So I do this for 30 years. Okay. Like that feels, that feels, that, that does not sit well with me. Like that does not sit well. And it just seemed like I was, why am I working so hard for, I mean, a standout year could mean a 15% increase in my pay, which isn't nothing. But also I was like, man, feels slow. Yeah, that took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) So I was like, there's going to be better options. And it's like, I feel like the entering into the world of the, of entrepreneurship, I always joke that it feels like I stepped out of the matrix. Like it feels like I chose the red pill and all of a sudden I was like, oh, there's this other option that society had been telling me that there's one clear trajectory for success. And that's like, go to a good school, get the grades, get the job, make sure that job's stable, make sure that job pays well, and then grow within that have kids by a certain age, buy the house by a certain age. And it's like, and that was what was modeled. Mm-hmm. And then to like break out of the, out of the matrix to be like, oh, there's this whole other world and seeing so many people like yourself, like doing this, it shows that it's possible for me too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much truth in everything you're saying. I'm just sitting here shaking my head like, oh, keep going, keep going. All right. So I have to roll back because I feel like there was some gold in in something that you shared that I want to go a little deeper on. How would someone, because I feel like you there's there's something this is like part of what you were doing. How would someone discover what those strengths are so that they can lean into that? If there's someone who doesn't feel like they know or can connect. And I I asked this because I feel like there was a a long period of my time, my life where if you had asked me that question, I would have been like, I blank. I have no answer for you. And I don't even know where to look for the, for the answer. So I know that there's people out there listening, feeling the same way. A hundred percent. And that's partially because that's how we have been conditioned because we've been conditioned to look for like gaps, blind spots, weaknesses, and we go there first. So to think about, okay, what is it actually that I'm really great at? When I had a mentor who was like, what do you think that you are better at the 99% of the world? I was like, oh my, no, I don't know. Nothing. I don't yeah. know. Um, and so I think one of the first places to start is our talents, like the things that we're really great at, they energize us. It's where we find our source of satisfaction. It's like, I, if you're just starting to explore this, I would simply look at like, what are the things that put you in a state of like a flow where if you've ever been doing something, a specific activity or a conversation or a project where it's almost like time suspended, 
<laughs> you're like, mm. oh, I was working on this. And then I looked up at the clock and hours went by like, whoa, I thought I was only working on it for like a couple of minutes. Like that's a clue. That's a signal to talent. It's also looking at what do you do where you're like, I would like simply, I would like to do that again. You know, it's like something so simple. We just don't ask ourselves these questions. Like I did this thing. I would like to do it again. Or what do people come to you and ask questions to you about? Like if you're that friend in your friend group where everybody goes to you for something, what is that? Yes. And it's also just asking your people who are close to you because we don't often see things ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our talents. I always joke. I'm like, our talents are, it's almost like our nose, like the bridge of our nose. It's so close. It's literally on our body and it sits so close to us that you can't see it right right now. Like I look down, like I can't even see the bridge of my nose, but I know it's there. And so asking people to say, like, when you think about me, like what comes to mind? What, what do you notice that I'm really good at? Like, don't be afraid to ask for the feedback, to ask for the mirror, because people really close to us might point out things that we don't even realize ourselves. Yes, so true. I know. And because I think when we start looking at what our, our real talents are, are these things that we're so good at that we almost assume everyone is so good at them. So they just don't even register. Someone said to me once that a clue to that is when you use the word, oh, you just do X, Y, Z. When someone asks you a question, you're like, oh, it's just this. It's just this. And we use it. You're explaining something. And the people look at you like, "What, what do you mean? It's just, just that. It's, and you're like, yeah, it's just, you know, you just do this thing and it's done. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Or it's like, it almost feels like you can just skip steps or like your mind, you're like, oh, I can just, I easily see like what the next step is. Yes. It's almost so hard to put into words to tell someone the directions because you are so uh, unconsciously competent at this thing. Yes. So good. Okay. So through all of this journey, you were in corporate, you made the leap to leave and do what exactly? Yeah. It's, it's funny when I look back on the journey, because in the moment, it felt like I was taking some serious, hard, hard pivots and hard rights in my, in my career, like jumps that didn't always make sense. I zoom out. It's, I, I can only laugh because I can see now how everything actually was perfectly aligning for where I am right now. So mm. after I left consulting, I went and made a hard pivot and left consulting, went to work at LinkedIn. Mm. I'm going to see where this is going. So yes. I went and worked at LinkedIn for four years. And there I was a sales enablement consultant. And my job was to help train their sales force. Now, out of that, and I'd been in sales for a long time. And out of that, I was just getting a lot of people who were like looking at how to develop their sales skills. And while I was at LinkedIn, I had this consistent nudge, like that nagging voice of start your coaching business, start your coaching business. You love coaching. 
but like maybe people who are listening can relate. It's, I was like, well, what about the niche? You know, the niche. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, just go with what you know. Like I, people were like, can you help me with LinkedIn? I was like, oh, going back to what you said, like stuff that feels really obvious. Like when I first was working with my mentor and I was like, I really don't know what my niche should be. And I was like, people keep asking me about LinkedIn, but it's like, who really wants to know about that? And she was like, so many people would want to know about that. I was like, really? And it's like, it had not even ever occurred to me, but it was something that was so easy and effortless for me because I've walked the halls, been in it all day, every day. Like I knew LinkedIn so well that it was like getting hit over the head of like, oh, something so obvious something so obvious. So that's how I got started in working with women entrepreneurs who really wanted to level up their sales skills and learn how to sell in a way that didn't feel like bro-y or pushy or salesy or, or awkward and teach people how to build personal brands on LinkedIn. The bigger your brand, the more awareness, the easier the sales also become. So all of this just kind of came together Yes. And I'm seeing really how it's all fitting together with how you describe yourself on a soul level, creating that ripple, that freedom and teaching that to others, how they can do that as well. So let's talk a little bit about LinkedIn, because I feel like LinkedIn is is really, for a little while, it was kind of so out of style, like no one was going over to LinkedIn, but now everyone is talking about LinkedIn. Everyone's talking about how it's like, you know, it's it's making a huge comeback. It's not the way that it used to be. So let's talk about how, like, how could someone, if they're now thinking, hmm, I feel like the algorithm on Instagram is just like, uh, Facebook is like for dinosaurs. And who I don't even know what to do with this whole threads thing. Twitter is now X. And <laughs> it's it's just chaos, chaos out there. But I really want to dip my toes in to LinkedIn, but it feels really intimidating over there, right? It's like really buttoned up. Is like let's let's just open up a whole conversation about that. Yeah, it is. I feel like it is like a wild time out there in the social media streets right now. You know, I'm like threads, like I don't even know what to do with it, but I'm having so much fun on it. I feel like threads right now for me feels like just like my my, my nighttime random thoughts. Like <laughs> that's what's going up on there. But LinkedIn, it is so funny. Like LinkedIn, I will always tell people, is not the sexiest platform. It's just not. Because you don't need to have all of these like fancy graphics, beautiful transitions in reels like you do on other places like Instagram or TikTok. But the thing I remind myself is like, I actually don't care if it's sexy. Because if it's simple... And it converts. That's yeah. what I want. Now, one of the biggest misconceptions about LinkedIn is that it is super serious, really stuffy. Like, I think a lot of people assume that LinkedIn, you have to come onto the platform and it's almost like you're putting your suit on and button, feeling more buttoned up. And I even had someone say, like, oh, LinkedIn just sometimes makes me feel of like, like my, my old, old white male colleagues, you know? And it's like that, when we think about how LinkedIn is right now, LinkedIn is one of those platforms where there are moments that you want to get in early. 
And LinkedIn right now is having a moment. It's like when I think about people on TikTok who, when they first got started, if you were posting consistently, I mean, you did have to post multiple times a day, but people were growing their following really quickly. Or back in the Instagram days where you put a post up and you'd get like hundreds or thousands of followers every day. And now it feels like a slower trickle. You have to think like, oh man, I wish I would have really prioritized those early days. That's what LinkedIn is right now. Absolutely. Okay. So how could someone start to prioritize that if they're thinking like, how do they get started? Yeah. One of the best places to get started is number one, your profile. So we want people to come to your LinkedIn profile. Your profile, if right now it looks like a resume, if it looks more like a work history, and maybe it's just been a long time since you updated it. If right now your LinkedIn profile is all about you, that's what you want to shift. You want to turn your LinkedIn profile rather than a resume into a landing page, meaning you should be treating your LinkedIn profile like a free website, because that's basically what it is. If you Google yourself, which I recommend you do, maybe you do it right now. Maybe you do it right now. Maybe you do it right after the call. But if you Google yourself for anyone who's listening, you might be surprised to see where your LinkedIn profile ranks in your Google search results. For a lot of people, unless you have a really common name, like Mike Scott or something. It's like, unless you have a really common name, your LinkedIn profile is often in like that first page of your Google results. And that's because the SEO on LinkedIn is really high. Like LinkedIn as a platform has been around for a long time and it's changed massively. The CEO of LinkedIn will say that there are two key priorities right now. Number one is community. And then number two is content, content Mm -hmm. creators. People think about LinkedIn as like a place to go to get a job. And that's still very true. But now all of these new features are coming out specifically to support creators on the platform and give them a voice. So now's the right time to get on LinkedIn because there's over 900 million members. So when people are like, I don't know if my ideal client is there, I'm like, they're there. It's one of the easiest platforms to search for and find your ideal client, which let's be honest, that can feel really hard when you're on a social platform. You're like, where are my people? How do I find them? Am I speaking to the right person? I don't even know. LinkedIn's easy, so easy to set up lead lists and to find your right people. And it's just not crowded, which is why Mm -hmm. organic reach on your content is so high. Well, you're not lying because I just Googled guys while she was telling us all of that. I just flipped over my tab to see and I Googled my name and it's my LinkedIn profile comes up as the the fourth thing. Wild. See? And it's like, people are going to be surprised. You might be surprised just to see like how high it ranks. And that's what we want to think about with brand. It's like, no matter what, if you're just getting started on LinkedIn, Or even if LinkedIn is not your primary platform, maybe it's a secondary platform for you. You want to make sure that your brand is cohesive. Like we need everything kind of singing from the same song sheet. So your LinkedIn profile speaks in a 
totally different way than your website does or your sales pages do or like your landing pages do. We want to clean that up because our buyers, our clients, they're savvier than ever. They do a lot more research than we might think. And they're going to go check us out. Yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm getting excited about this for everyone. They can go and they can start to like upgrade their or update their their bio and start to use all these extra features that are now now available. What if people are still thinking like, well, I don't have what the heck do you post on LinkedIn? I don't know how to show up. I mean, I can totally go in and upgrade my bio and do that in like 20, 30 minutes. Cool. I got that. But how the heck do I show up and how do I actually start to magnetize people into my world through my content on LinkedIn? Yeah. Oh, I love that you asked about like magnetizing. So I have a two, have a two-parter for you on this. One is going to be in your content. If you are posting content once a week, not once a day, but once a week, you're already in the top, like top 1% of all LinkedIn content creators. Wow. So, I'm feeling really good about myself right now. I'm a one percenter over here. Okay. I'm liking this so far. This, is, this podcast is really feeding my ego. I like this. Let's, let's keep going. This is what I'm here for. And this is what I'm here for. <laughs> it's like, it's like when we, when we talk about like how to get started, just start with like posting even just like two, three times a week, Matt, like you will be doing so much if you're posting two to three times a week and you're already in the 1% if you're posting once a week. And when you think about, well, what do I post? LinkedIn is a platform that really looks for thought leadership. So in your area of expertise, like it's sharing content that is storytelling based. You'll be, you might be surprised if you think LinkedIn is stuffy to hear that actually the best content, what performs with like the highest engagement, likes, comments is often personal stories. Because at the end of the day, what is universal is that people want to connect with people. And that's not going to change depending on the social platform. Like that doesn't change. Oh my goodness. This is so, so exciting. If you guys, I hope you're getting really excited and inspired to start dabbling in the realm of LinkedIn. If you haven't already started doing that, because as as Adrian said, early sort of like that early adopter, not that LinkedIn is new, but it is sort of making this resurgence. And we always want to be on the front end of the wave, right? But it's like so hard to catch up if you're catching the wave on on the back end. And so now is the time. It's it's Carpe DM. Dive on in and and start to like to play. And I would imagine that sort of it's the same as any other social media platform. You just have to start. You just have to start to try things on and stop letting the fear of making a mistake or showing up perfectly be the thing that holds you back. It's like, I always say that, like, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. A hundred percent. Because like what the world needs is your B plus work. The world does not need your A plus work that never sees the light of day because you just keep refining it. We need the B plus version because it's actually the thing that you're going to get out there. And when more people recognize this, whenever someone's like, how do I get started content wise on LinkedIn? I'm like, the best way is through. So just start 
writing your story. Start with an introduction post if you've never been posting before. It's like, keep it simple. Share what you know. Post a LinkedIn Live, like LinkedIn Lives, LinkedIn audio events. I'm like loving, it's probably my favorite feature right now on LinkedIn because it's like Clubhouse on LinkedIn. Karine, have you seen a LinkedIn audio event? So no, I mean, I have heard of them, but I actually haven't seen one. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, hold on, Clubhouse. Like, did, so do you have to have other people that join you? Like, how does this work? Is it kind of like, it's almost like podcasting. It really is. It is almost exactly like podcasting, except it's like a bigger conversation because people, it's, people can join, they can come off mute if you want them to, like you can really create connection. And I think as content creators, like that's truly at the end of the day, what we're really trying to do is create that connection with this other person who's seeing our content. And one of the best ways to accelerate connection and trust is having a dialogue. Mm -hmm. So LinkedIn audio events, if you're brand new to them, if you're familiar with Clubhouse, they work almost exactly the same. So think about it as like a conversation. There's no video. I think that's why I love them. They feel more raw and unfiltered. And I love that you can just kind of completely take away any of the mindset drama that we sometimes have when we get on video, like, how do I look? Do I have slides? Do I have all my things? Instead, it's like, no, I'm just going to hop onto this chat. People can ask me questions. We can connect in real time. It's like a hyper speed way of just accelerating trust. Yes. Yes. You know, I actually think that personally, I know that people video is obviously it's like, you know, content is king and video is connects people. But I actually think that audio is more powerful for creating connection. And in fact, I think this so much that at the beginning of this year, I decided to stop doing all of my connection calls through Zoom. And I do all of my connection calls through just like old school phone. I always laugh. I'm like, I'm like a dinosaur. We have to talk on the phone first. I love that. I love that because it just creates this, like, we're not so consumed with like what's happening on a screen. Like you're just focused on this person, on the voice, like, Yes. And I think from a consumer side of like how people are consuming content these days, we're in motion when we're consuming a lot of content. So we are like on a school pickup where we are like playing a podcast while we are like waiting to pick up our kids. We are like on going on walks or we're grocery shopping. And so like we don't always have the ability to like want to sit down, log into a training or log into a live thing that actually being able to just listen, it's like it creates more accessibility as well. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. I actually think that you retain the information a little bit better that way too. I mean, it's part of the reason why I switched my my connection calls that way too, is because I think what happens when we're on, we're watching a video, we're so visually stimulated. Oftentimes we're not actually catching the message that's coming through. Yes. Yeah. So, so much gold shared I need to bring inside back of that. original calls. Like, let's bring back calls. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. And people are so confused. They're like, wait, where's the link in here? And I was like, no, you put your phone number in. That's me calling. 
and no one accepts the call on the first time because we don't accept calls that we don't know the the numbers so it's just this fun little thing i'm like i'm so sorry to confuse you um we're, we're doing things really old school but over here Love that. yeah so along the way okay there had to have been someone i mean you're because you're you're bringing this work to so many people and helping them create more income in their businesses in a more effortless sort of way i mean did you guys hear that one post puts you in the 1% of content creators on on LinkedIn, not having to to dance around and, and post two reels a day, plus a carousel post and post in your stories all day. You could actually just post one post on LinkedIn and be really kind of knocking it out of the park. So you're creating more income, more impact, more ease in so many people's businesses in life. There had to have been someone along the way that actually reflected to you that this big mission that you're on is possible for you. So I'd love to hear a super expander story from you. Yeah. When when I think about a super expander story, I the first thing that came up to mind was I was at a mastermind retreat and I was at a mastermind retreat with my mentor who I worked with like right away. Um, and when I say right away, I mean, like, I, I think part of success is about moving from where you want to be, like making decisions from where you want to be versus where you are right now. Mm-hmm. So I invested in a mentor when I had zero clients, literally never made a cent in my business before. Um, didn't have a niche, didn't have anything to actually sell. I just knew I wanted to have a business. And I was like, I should probably have more before hiring you, but I think by hiring you, I'm going to move faster. So there's two moments that I had where one, you know, when you're getting started and you have all of these questions, these questions of who's going to pay me for that? Am I expert enough to be paid for this? There's a lot of other people out there who are in a similar niche, who have been in the game longer than me. And so why would someone choose me new on scene versus someone who's been in this game for a long time? Like I had so much self-doubt. There's like the constant stories. And it was really interesting. Like my mentor just reflected back to me. She was, it was something so simple. She just said, you realize that you have more than what most people have when they get started. And I was like, really? Because I feel like I don't have anything. I don't have a program. Like, I have nothing. What do you mean? And she was like, you have so much more than you realize your experience that you've had in coaching and LinkedIn. She's like, you you are the niche. You have it already. And you have more than what you need. And I was like, oh. And she was like, you have more than what I had when I got started. And like my mentor is incredibly successful. Like I look up to her in such a big way. Um, and I was like, wow, I think having that realization was like really big for the beginning. That is a big realization. Ah, so, so good. Hmm. I know that so many people are feeling really excited and inspired about the idea of, of jumping into LinkedIn and learning more. So how can everyone find you? Yes. Well, you're not going to be surprised, but you can find me on LinkedIn (laughs) (laughs) and you can find me on LinkedIn at coach Adrian Weimer. So LinkedIn, come hang out with me over there. I'm there a lot. 
I'm also, you can also find me on Instagram, which I think is where you and I first connected and same coach Adrian Weimer. Um, and those are like my main platforms where I hang out. Don't come oh. for Facebook. because <laughs> <laughs> You will not find her there. You will not find me. I mean, you'll find me, but I will never answer you because I'm never there. <laughs> yes. I totally understand that one. So all of those, of course, will be down in the show notes. So make sure that you scroll down, take a minute, follow her, say hi, let her know that you heard her here on the Super Expander podcast. Because I know it's like really just, it's nice when someone new comes into your world to really know and understand where they came from. Because then it know, then you know, you know what's working and the message that you shared, what resonated with people. So it's it's very valuable. So say hello, tell her you found her here, and. Is there any sort of, I don't know, juicy parting words of wisdom, something that you'd like to leave the audience with? I mean, you've already given so much, but I don't know, one last thing that's going to like just knock their socks off even more. Yes. I think the like the most important thing I want to leave people with is like, no matter where you are right now in your business, in your life, if you're like about to make a pivot or you're thinking about starting or you've just been in it for a long time, it's like, enjoy the journey right now. I've just been seeing so many people who are like, we get so caught up in the chase of like, I would like to chase and hit that next goal, that next 10 K month, selling out a group program, starting a bit, like whatever it is that we forget to find joy in the process in the day to day. And so the thing I want to leave you with is like, just the reminder to like, let it be fun now to remind yourself that you already have everything you need right now. You probably have more than you even realize and that it gets to be fun. And we don't have to find our self-worth in the chase because you can feel all the enoughness and the excitement and the joy now. So don't rob yourself of that. Mm. You guys should probably listen to that again. I feel such, uh, yeah, go back, re-listen. That was such, such wise size, wise words that you just shared there. So, oh my goodness. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing so many juicy nuggets of how people can start to really jump into LinkedIn and and using it, but your journey, your light, your energy appreciate you so, so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. We will catch you on the next episode. Like a fire needs oxygen and fuel. You're not meant to reach your goals alone. Your missing part could be as simple as finding the right community. And if it's not my community, there's definitely the right one out there for you. If you're looking for a place to start, check out the link in the show notes and let this community help you breathe in fresh oxygen.